Hey, everybody. Okay, this is a bonus episode. This is extra. If 15 minutes of Parsha a week is not enough for you, if you're jonesing for more Parsha, then you, you may know that I teach a weekly Parsha class here at ICAR in Los Angeles every Thursday at noon uh, Pacific time. You're welcome. Um, we've got folks joining us virtually from places as far away as Japan on, on Zoom. And uh, we've been archiving video edits of the classes on YouTube, but we thought we might try cutting down the one-hour class to about 40 minutes for you, for the listeners of the Best Book Ever podcasts that might not be able to fit a midday class on a Thursday into your schedule. So I hope you enjoy listening to these as much as I enjoy teaching them. Um, if you're interested to attend the class from wherever you are in the world in person, then stick around at the end of the podcast. I'll tell you how to register. Um, just like the podcast, it's absolutely free, and we'd love to have you. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Uh, welcome to Parsha class. Um, before we begin today, I'm going to do a little uh, uh, shameless self-promotion, because if not if not here, uh, where where else can I um, promote my my new book? I have my new book out, and I mentioned it in this class before, but I just want to, um, I want to, I now have all the, oh, look, some people have it, yay! <laughs> yeah, so it's available. First of all, it's available on Amazon. Um, you can find it here. It's called the uh, Parsha nut. Uh, it, it's a play on the word parshanut. And, um, and a lot of what we do in this class, if you like this class, I think you'll like the book. Um, but I also wanted to mention it again. Um, maybe I should just, you know, mention it every time. Um, but, um, but at least this time, because uh, I have, let me see if this works. I have a bunch of links. Some people don't like to buy on Amazon. Some people, that's not their preferred so let me see if these links work. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to. But this is information. That there's that's supposed to be all linked up. But all you can buy it at all those uh, in all those places: Barnes and Noble, Powell's. You can buy it online. There are hardcover editions. There are paperback editions. There, are, um, there's a there's a really nice um, uh, Kindle version where it's like every every name comes up as something you can click to for a biography. So. Pretty nice, pretty nice uh, job. This is my uh, uh, my publisher is maybe I'll give you that that one link actually. My publisher is this great guy. It's very very hard to publish a Jewish book, I must say, um, unless you're like you know a big deal because uh, the, the the there's just not a lot of money in Jewish books, and so um, and so when I tried to publish, uh, I see here I can't seem to turn this into a linkable source but if I when I tried to publish I didn't get any oh here we go so that's the announcement from my publisher when I tried to find a publisher at first I looked at all the I, I, I turned to all the Jewish publishers and the only offer I got was someone who said that if I paid them ten thousand dollars they would publish my book so it's like okay forget it I guess it's never getting published and um, then a friend of mine was like, "Oh, I I know somebody who will do that." And um, I I was I I was in the in the uh, the law school world for a while, and this is like a 
a, a, a law school buddy of mine said, oh, I have a friend who publishes academic works and his name is Alan Childress. And he um, just has been just a, such a pleasure to work with quid pro books. And, uh, and it, was a, it was a really good decision. Um, and he did a really lovely job. So um, there's my book. And uh, I hope uh, folks are, who have it are enjoying it. And if you're, if you're curious, then, uh, then hey, buy my book. Um, okay, that's enough of that. Now, um, let's, uh, let's say a blessing and get into our, our Torah for today. Okay, so say a blessing over Torah study, this sacred activity that we, um, that we get to participate in all the time, but together once a week. Baruch atah Adonai, Eloheinu melech haolam, asher kidshanu b'mitzvotav, v'tzivanu, la'asok b'divrei Torah. Okay, so um, let's start here. Isaac has a very strange name. Isaac is a very strange name, Yitzchak. What does it mean, Yitzchak? What does it mean? You say it out loud to yourselves. It means he will laugh. Yitzchak, he will laugh. A strange name. I mean, you know, a lot of our ancestors have strange names. Jacob's name means like the heel grabber. But at least, you know, we know why he's called that. He was grabbing um, Aesop's heel when he, when he came out. Isaac is called he will laugh. Yitzchak. And it's not so clear why he's called that. Sarah, his mother, gives us the only real explanation um, we'll get to that eventually. Um, but it's God actually that, God who names Isaac. But even that is a little unclear. So that's what we're gonna do today is try to figure out how we got to the name Isaac. And in particular, um, what Sarah's role in, uh, in naming Isaac um, and in 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 the whole in this whole story, um, because there is a lot of laughter in this story. Isaac's actually not doing any of the laughter. I'm not aware that Isaac ever laughed for being called. He will laugh. It's actually more than that. An incredibly ironic name because Isaac is maybe the least <laughs> like least chuckling character in our Torah. I mean, Isaac's story is hard and tragic and severe and um and anything but funny right isaac isaac is a mysterious and um strikingly quiet character in the torah when you compare him to um all of our our patriarchs and matriarchs most famous isaac for being nearly killed by his father that's really the main event in his life not funny not funny at all so why will he laugh? What, what is going on here? So, okay, so let's, um, let's take a look. We're eventually going to get to um, uh, Sarah's laughter. Sarah will do some laughing, and that's really where our, our focus is going to be um, today. But here's a source sheet for you. But um, Sarah's laughter, we're, we're going to make a big deal of it because the Torah makes a big deal of it. Um, but... But before we get there, we, we have to remember that someone else laughed first. Because it's as if Sarah's laughter is, um, is, is noteworthy, is surprising, is, um, as, as you'll see, even problematic. And yet, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
someone else laugh first. So let's let's go uh, back and take a look at where the the name Isaac first comes from, and who who's doing the laughing and and why and what what's going on there. So we're gonna move back. This week's parsha, parsha Vayera, starts um, starts in chap chapter eighteen, with Abraham sitting at the tent. Um, nursing his circumcision wounds and waiting for not uh, for someone to pass by. The three angels pass by. That's where we begin this week's reading. But uh, last week's reading um, and Parshat Lech Lecha ended with um, chapter 17 was a, an, a new covenant, a covenant that would be marked by circumcision. Abraham circumcises himself and circumcises his son, he has a son, Ishmael. And then in the midst of that, we first hear about Isaac. So let's go take a look at where we, where we get the name Isaac from. Okay. Um, and God said to Abraham, in the midst of this new covenant, in this, this covenant uh, um, uh, that's marked by circumcision, as for your wife, Sarai, so far her name has been Sarai, you shall not call her Sarai, but her name shall be Sarah. That's, that's an important moment because Abraham has also been given a new name. And you might think, you know, given the patriarchal landscape, okay, Abraham's given a new name because he's the prophet and he matters, but Sarah's just his wife. Who cares? No, not so. Sarah is also being given a new name and is also regarded by the tradition as a prophet. And so it's the both of them. The both of them are, are undergoing a spiritual transformation. But right now, and this is important, God is only talking to Abraham. I will bless her. I will bless Sarah. Indeed, and this is a big surprise, I will give you a son by her. I will give you a son by her. I will bless her so she, she shall give rise to nations. Rulers of the people shall issue from her. Big surprise. Why is this a big surprise? Because Sarah is 89 years old. And it, it's not that's it, it's not just her age. It's a significant fact. It's a significant um, um, sorrow in their life that they Abraham and Sarah were unable to conceive together. And it leads to a story. Uh, it leads to a story that leads to Ishmael because Sarah decided that you should instead sleep with my maidservant Hagar, and we'll. That will be, I will give that to you and that child will, she says, I will be built up through that. Not so clear, maybe she even, I don't know. Sometimes I, I wonder whether she had some sense. Maybe that will be like a magic charm. Maybe she foresaw, but the, the plain meaning is just, that will be my merit. I will allow you to have children with my maidservant since we're not able to do it together. Okay, so it's a surprise for all kinds of reasons, but most of all, because She's 89, and, and um, lest we put it all on her, Abraham's also 99, and both of them, you'll, as you'll see, keep referring to Abraham's age and Sarah's age as just like not, not viable. Okay. So given that, what does Abraham do? He laughs. He laughs. So this is the first laugh. And Abraham fell on his face as if like, you know, it weren't enough that he laughed. He falls down on his face and laughs hysterically laughing as he said to himself, can a child be born to a man a hundred years old or can Sarah bear a child at 90? Okay. 
and there's, there's, look, look at this word, Vayitzchak, and he laughed, Vayitzchak. That name, okay, that sounds familiar, Vayitzchak. Vayomer Belibo, and he said in, to himself in his heart, Halaven me'ashana yivaled? Can someone be born to a man of a hundred? V'im Sarah habati shim shana teled? And can a woman who is 90 years old give birth? Not a chance. And then Abraham says, I don't really, well, maybe I don't want to interpret it, but it, it seems as if Abraham is saying, come on, that's not possible, or that's not plausible. Um, and anyway, I have a son, and I love my son, Abraham says, Oh, oh God, let, let Ishmael live by your favor, live before you. Meaning, let's, let's pass the covenant through Yishmael. And that also is quite a significant moment. Abraham seems would have been content to have the covenant pass through Yishmael. But God has other ideas. And God says, um, no, no, no. Vayomer Elohim, aval, nevertheless, Sarah, your wife, shall bear a son. You don't think so, but she will. And here's the name. Vakarata etshmo Yitzchak you will call him Isaac. And I will maintain my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his offspring to come. And as for Ishmael, I, I have heard you and I will bless him. I will make him fertile and nu numerous. He'll be the father of 12, 12 chiefs, right? Just like uh, Jacob has 12 sons, Ishmael has 12, 12 sons. And, but my covenant... I will maintain with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this season next year. Okay, so what's significant here is that there's a new inheritor to the covenant. It's going to be the second patriarch. This is going to be the child that the covenant flows through. That's, that's what we usually reflect on or think about in this moment. Oh, wow. It's, Sarah's going to have a, a, miracle, a miracle baby, and, um, and that's, that's the one. He's the inheritor. But today, I want to think about this name. I guess um, first, I, I want to try to try to try to figure out why God suggests the name Yitzchak, and there's a very obvious answer, which is that Abraham just laughed. So here's my first question for you: Is God naming? let's just put it on screen one more time. Is God naming the inheritor of the covenant, Isaac, Yitzchak, because Abraham fell on his face and laughed, Yitzchak? Or are we to understand that, no, no, it's God. God had this idea all along. This is a laughter baby. That's the point. So let's just start there. Let's begin our analysis there. Why is God calling or, or telling them to call uh, uh, this this new miracle baby, um, he will laugh, Isaac. Did you get it from Abraham? Or did God think of it um, God's self? Hiro. God has a sense of humor. Okay. Right. Elaborate. Well, I wonder if he's making fun of us at that point, making fun of Abraham. Good, good. I, I think that's a very sharp read. That God is saying, oh, you laughed? Oh, you think this is funny? Well, watch. Let's call the kid 
uh, laughter because of that. It's it's like it's a sense of humor, like like oh I got you, but it's a it's a little bit of a it's a it's a rebuke also. You're gonna laugh at my because after all, and this is gonna be a a major dilemma in all of the laughter we see. God Almighty is delivering a miracle to God's prophets. That's awesome. That should be received with gratitude and blessing. And instead, Abraham falls on his face and laughs. Maybe that was a little inappropriate. I mean, God doesn't seem angry, but maybe, and I think Hiro's, Hiro's saying maybe God is, there's a, there's a barb here. Oh, so funny. Okay, let's call the baby funny. Funny baby. Okay, yeah, sure. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, no, what do you think? Personally, I don't think Abraham was really laughing. It's like he's falling on his face. Maybe he's crying so much that what's coming out is sounds like a laugh, but I'm thinking it's like a deep cry because they're so old and they haven't been able to have a kid at this sort of telling from God that they will at this time next year just cause that sort of grief dam to burst and He's howling, sobbing, laughing, something to do with all those emotions. Great. Beautiful. Noah gives us another way to read this laughter, which is that it's not laughter like, ha ha. It's laughter like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed with emotion. It's like, you know, sometimes we laugh in uh, tragic situations. That can happen. You know, I know as a rabbi, you, you, you're like... You 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 talk to people who are in in very um, difficult situations. Sometimes they're trying to laugh their way through it. Laugh, laughter in laughter in the dark. I think Nabokov has a book called Laughter in the Dark. There, that's that's normal, and it isn't laughter in in the the most classic sense. It's just like I'm I'm so happy. I'm so surprised. I'm so shocked. I'm so overwhelmed. That's what Abraham was doing. And I think that's a very strong read that some of our commentators will, will pick up on, as we'll see. And then we have to wonder, okay, so then what is God saying? God is saying, perhaps, let's call this, let's remember this moment and call this, this child, like, great joy. This, this child will bring great joy. Because look, you're, you're so overjoyed. And it's all very nice and good. Abraham's not really, like, laughing at God. And God's not pushing back. Different read that Noah gives us, which is that it's all just overwhelming emotion. Katie, what do you think? Yeah, I I think there is something to this idea of overwhelming emotion. And I also just think about the context of last week and, and all of the things where Abraham has doubt is really about the legacy of his covenant, of the covenant and like having a child and having a child through Sarah. And so I almost wonder if the name Isaac and this idea of laughter is more about this larger foreshadowing for Isaac and the Akedah with doubt and just like the chaos of emotion. Is it, is he protected? Is it tragedy? Is he like his whole life is this weird complexity that is really hard to hold. And laughter in a way is a similar kind of thing where it's joyful, it's sorrow, it's all of these things sort of rolled into one. And so in some ways, I see his name as sort of a complex foreshadowing more than anything else. Okay, yeah, very, very elegantly put. Thank you, Katie. Uh, so Katie brings us to the other really, maybe the more important question. The, the, the Parshanuk question here 
is meaning the like trying to figure out what's going on with the verses is wait what is god doing why is god did god get it from abraham what's abraham up to what's abraham's motivation how is god responding but katie brings us to a, a more basic question which is okay now the kid's name will be laughter why why is isaac the second of our great patriarchs named laughter and again, as I said, because his life seems not so funny at all. And Katie says, yeah, like, as we were saying, laughter is a, often a complicated and chaotic mixture of emotions, an eruption of, of feeling uh, that could be good or can be nervous or can be many things, but is, is, is a, a kind of hard to contain the feeling of response, emotional response. And that maybe is um, some insight into who Yitzchak was and what his life was about, some kind of terribly um, uh, frenetic uh, emotional energy that is um, suppressed but re ready to burst out. And we have that response when we, when we, when we are witnessed it to Isaac's life, like uh, fear and relief and just the, 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 the chaotic, um, um, ping pong of emotions as we track Isaac's journey, maybe maybe the laughter is some kind of allusion to, to that, to what he will be. Okay, let's take a few more, um, a few more comments. Uh, Deborah. Deborah, are you with us? We can't hear you. Sorry, I was muted. Okay. Um, I was wondering about the contrast between the two boys' names and their meaning and whether there's anything there because um, Abraham and Sarah seem to take matters into their own hands with Yishmael and his conception and it it's God will hear or God will listen versus the laughter. And I'm wondering what that means in terms of this sort of I mean this great dysfunctional family dynamic is getting going right here and it doesn't end well at least for Yishmael so in our version of the story so I'm wondering about the contrast or the comparison between the two boys meaning of their names very very good question very very important thing you're noticing there Ishmael is right in the mix here. The, the, the whole question of Isaac's um, inheritance is, is complicated by Ishmael's presence. Abraham himself seems to think there's no, no need for Isaac, or at least um, worries that the Ishmael be part of the plan. Now, Deborah wonders about Ishmael and Ishmael's name also, which means um, God has heard me or God will hear me, actually, literally. God will hear me. Ishmael got that um, name again from God <laughs> and, um, um, and because God heard uh, Hagar's uh, cry, okay? So um, that name's already appeared, but... It appears here again, and there's a little bit of, of wordplay with that name. Now, I know not everybody reads the Hebrew, but even if you just look at the Hebrew here, here's Ishmael's name. 
And um, it, this is the verse we're looking at. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. And look at this. Uli Ishmael, as for Ishmael, shamaticha. So see these, these letters here and these letters here? The same language. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. So in the very same passage, God is kind of playing around with the name of Ishmael. Like Ishmael represents God hearing you. Okay, so Ishmael, who is now being kind of pushed aside, God hears, but Isaac is, is some other thing, not like some other response. Okay, so we, 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 would do, we would do well to contrast them. Okay, um, let's keep thinking about that. I don't have any theories ready, but let's keep thinking about that. All right, let's take a couple more comments and then I wanna to get to um, Sarah's uh, laughter. So let's hear from David. Yeah, there were no Jews back then, just Israelites, but it does, it does strike me that like your brother, Jews have always mitigated um, disasters and things like that with their humor. But um, I think what Abraham may be intuiting here is that God has a plan. Here he's asked his, um, he asked God what to do about his, uh, about Sarah, she wants a child, and, and he says, listen to your wife, and he goes through all this, all this, and since um, God names um, Isaac, and Isaac says um, he will laugh, means he will laugh, I may posit that the he is God. Okay, okay. So tell me what that would mean. That's very intriguing. Because we don't, you're, you're exactly right to bring us to that question, because we don't know who will laugh. Is it, oh, you Abraham, you'll laugh when this happens, or Isaac will laugh, which seems like what a name would mean. But, um, but what would it mean, David, your suggestion that, that God, will, God will laugh? God will have the, well, God will have the last laugh in this situation. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I have to admit, I haven't thought this is through as, as you probably want to hear from me, but it's just, it, it, it goes back to just intuiting that God has a plan here. God said, listen to your wife. And, you know, and, and God said, first be with your concubine. You know, it's, it's, there's something going on here. Makes Abraham laugh. Sarah will laugh as we will, as we will read. And it's like, who gets the last laugh here? Okay. All right. You'll see. You'll see who'll be laughing in the end. A little bit like Hiro's comment, but more like a, a, a claiming of the laughter by God. Oh, you're going to see just how funny this is. I'll be laughing when, when, when Ishmael's born, right? And there's something, I don't know, how, is, it, is there gravity to that message? Or is God, as Hiro suggested, a little bit in the lighthearted spirit, which would be, you know, Alfred North Whitehead once said, the... Um, um, the the total absence of humor in the old is uh, in in the in the Old Testament is one of the most singular things in all of literature. Meaning, it's not a funny book, right? And I think he's wrong. I think we can find lots of places where there is some humor, but it's you know I know what he means. The whole vibe of our of our Torah is is heavy, and here like that that's part of what we're what we're playing with today is in the midst of all that heaviness the name of the heaviest character in a way, the one that's almost sacrificed on the altar is he will laugh. Um, well, I saw it, 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 it just, just because it gave me a, a second here. You did ask, you know, this, this is the beginning of God's testing faith, which he's going to do throughout, you know, all the way through, all the way through uh, the end with Moses and here, and it, he's going to profoundly test the, the faith with Isaac 
you know, as we get to the Akedah. But, but, you know, this could be the beginning of testing faith. And it's like, okay, you're going to laugh, you know, and, and, and actually we're going to see Sarah, you know, does, denies that she even laughs and everything. So there's, there may be a beginning of the testing of faith here. Okay. Okay, good. Um, I see a lot of hands and I want to eventually get to everyone. I'm going to call on Nahama because um, she has a point to make right now. Um, and then we're going to move to the next text. And if if I've missed your point, you can un unhand yourself. But if you want to keep it up, then I'll, I'll hope to eventually get to um, get to you. And I just give you a little bit of like a, a first pass at this. It's also important to notice that God said that to Abraham. The Eternal said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Okay, so let's try to figure this out. Why is God upset, surprised um, with Sarah's laughter? Okay, um, I assume all folks with hands uh, up can speak to this question. Um, Matt Silberstein. Um, I don't think he's angry. <clears throat> I do think both Abraham and Sarah are disagreeing with God. And I think God is reacting in the same kind of way. They're laughing because how can you do say that? And God's saying, what do you think? I can't do something like that. So this is someone fighting or resisting God, disagreeing, and God going along with it. God accepting it um, rather than fighting. And I just okay. have one, I, I, want, I want to make one little parenthetical. This is almost as long, if not longer, than the Akidah. This is a long sequence of passages and events dealing just with this. I was just looking at the number of verses. It's about the same size as the Akidah, which is like the biggest, great, oh my God thing. Mm -hmm. This matters somehow. This is really, really important somehow. Okay, yeah. done. Let, let me let me address that parenthetical because Matt's exactly right. This, the 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 central um, figure in this parsha is Isaac, but as Nahama said, Isaac's entirely passive. All of the events are swirling around Isaac. What will he be called? He's coming. He's arrived. He's making other people jealous. But he's just a He's a baby at first. He doesn't exist at first, and yet everything is about is about Isaac. Okay, now to um to Matt's uh, account of of God's response, and Matt is essentially saying, and I think it's a fair reading, it's not that different. It, it may, if anything, God is just now. This has happened twice, and God is like, "Hello, yeah, I can do anything." But really, that's sort of what God said the first time. Yes, yes, I know you don't think I can do this, but you just watch. And maybe that was the the naming to begin with. I'll I'll have the last laugh. Okay, so maybe not so different. All right, let's continue to think about this question. Jen? Yeah, I mean, the context of the laughter, like the behavior around the laughter is totally different though. Like Abraham prostrates himself and laughs. Sarah laughs to herself, mm -hmm. right? It's not laughter that's offered to God in gratitude, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's laughter to yourself and God's disappointed like anyone would be if you give someone a gift and they don't share their joy with you about it. <laughs> that's, that's what I would do too. Um, it's different laughter with different tones. And I, I, just to link it back to Isaac, just a little tiny bit. Um, 
the taking the naming of Isaac just very literally on its face that we like name people aspirationally, like we name them because we want to see them laugh in Thanksgiving or laugh over the happiness of their life and we get disappointed. Like the whole story of Abraham and Sarah's laughter to me has God being disappointed and mm -hmm. Isaac's life story is like a big disappointment. Uh, and I feel like there's something in these passages that's interested in that, that's interested in disappointment and the different ways that we express it to each other and handle it. Mm. Mm. That's very interesting. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, that that version of, of the narrative almost suggests that like naming him Isaac is aspirational. Like, oh, would that he would just have a little joy in his life instead of just constant like, drama and tragedy. But let me return to your, your first point, which is which is very um, uh, sharp and helpful, that there is a difference between these two, then maybe there is a difference between these two laughters. Matt said, I could see them, I could read them in the same way. And Jen says, there is a very, Abraham is talking to God, falls on his face, which we know a very, very keen reading by Jen is often a, a form of prostration. And, and it's almost as if Abraham was saying, I can't even believe this. I'm so, we can read that in a different way than Sarah behind the curtain laughing to herself. Now, it's that sort of contrast that brings us to one interpretation, which is Rashi's interpretation, one kind of stream of interpretation. And Rashi um, says, um, the word Yitzchak, now this is back uh, back when Abraham fell on his face and laughed. Um, the, this word Yitzchak, the Aramaic translation, that's Unkelis, the Aramaic translation translates this moment as v'chadi, which means he rejoiced. So he laughed the laughter of rejoicing. But the similar verb in the case of Sarah, v'titzchak, he translates as meaning just laughter. Okay, from this you may understand that Abraham had faith and rejoiced and that Sarah had no faith and sneered. And that is why God was angry with Sarah when she laughed, but was not angry with Abraham. Okay, now I, I don't, I'm like not, uh, like, you know, it's like Sarah, that's our, that's our mother. Like, I don't like the idea that like Abraham gets a pass here and, and Sarah, Sarah is rebuked, but there is... I'm not attributing that opinion to Jen, but Jen points out enough of the textual differences that, okay, maybe we do understand the differences here in context. And there was something about Sarah's laughter that wasn't as celebratory, but actually was, points out the distinction between different kinds of laughter. There's the laughter of, of rejoicing and there's the laughter of like, oh, give me a break. And that's why God responds in the way he does. So that's a, Rashi is giving us like a, a reading, a plausible reading. Um, Alexandra. Oh, Alexandra, are you frozen? Are you, are you there? Uh, can you hear me? I can, I can, I can hear, hear you. you, but I can't really see anyone. You can? I can hear you. Oh, good. Thank you. Um, so thank you so much for this class. I feel really passionately about this subject in particular because I work in comedy and I love that um, we're talking about comedy today. And I... I think this scene is so funny. This scene to me is so funny because the moment where God is teaching them who, who God is. God is saying, like, they don't know that God can hear Sarah laughing even though she's not in the room where God is talking to Abraham. 
they don't they don't yet know that she doesn't understand yet that god can see and knows everything she's going to do and knows that in the future that she's even going to deny it so i think it's a moment where god is teaching them who god is one of those little moments that 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 teach them who god really is and also it's just so funny it reminds me of this video of this family video we have of my two-year-old niece with chocolate her face and her mom asked her, do you eat chocolate? And she's like, no, no. And she's denying it, but she has chocolate all over her face. And ma, like, it, to me, this is hilarious, a hilarious scene. And that it's important to me that comedy be acknowledged and celebrated in the Torah. And I think that by saying that Yitzchak is named Yitzchak is setting like one of the energies for our people. Like, humor is a divine trait they will laugh this is one of the key components this is an important energy okay okay uh, a celebration of laughter uh writ large um by alexandra um uh but also um an inter an inter alexandra offers us an interpretation of what's going on here at the end with god saying no no you you did laugh and sarah denying it and the whole thing is a little funny and maybe right sarah's behind the curtain and so she's not as we've already pointed out she's not in kind of co direct conversation or confrontation with god and maybe she thinks she can like almost like a child like ch we are all children to god's you know parent like no i didn't no i didn't but doesn't realize it's god like god knows what you did right it's a little bit reminds us a little bit of um of um Abra of Adam um Adam and Eve hiding from God when they get in trouble it's like uh you know hello where are you I know where you are you know like we just that's so that's that's one way to read what's going on here is that Sarah's trying to hide something which cannot be hidden from God and um and then God says no I I know I know you laughed now we are running out of time here and that analysis of those last lines um, brings us to um, an, another, another really interesting interpretation. Uh, in, uh, the one, the, the, when I looked through the commentaries this week, this is the one that I, I found most intriguing and, and, I, and I think convincing. Um, this one comes from Nachmanides, the Ramban, um, Spanish medieval genius, Nachmanides. And um, he's also going to help us understand why um, God is, is, is reacting in the, in the way that God does. Let's take a look here. And then maybe through that, we'll come to understand those last lines. Um, let's take a look. This is real. This is a really, really important thing. That this is like this is parshanut at work. Like really carefully reading the verses, and he's pointing out something that is actually pretty obvious, but we haven't surfaced it yet. So Sarah denied it and said, "Right." She said, "No, I didn't laugh." So he's looking at these last lines that Alexander was just looking at, and he says, "Vani tame." I'm I'm astonished. I'm, how could it be that Sarah lied to God? I'm astonished. How could this righteous prophetess denied that which God had said to the prophet Abraham? And also, why did not she not believe in the word of God's angels? Like, what the heck? 
right? What, 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 how, how could that be? That's not Sarah. That, that's not the story we would tell. The answer, he said, appears to me that these angels, so first, the first answer is kind of a basic, like trying to figure out the logistics of the scene. Um, the answer appears to me that these angels who appeared as men came to Abraham and he, in his wisdom, recognized them. They were right in front of him after all. And he got that they were angels and they announced to him, I will certainly return to thee and Sarah will have a son. And Sarah heard it, but she didn't know that they were angels of the Supreme One, as was the case with Eshet Manoach, the wife of Manoach much later in the book of Judges doesn't recognize an angel when, when he comes because he comes in the form of a man. It's even possible she didn't see them at all. She didn't even, right? She heard something and so she laughed and it was derisive because she was laughing not at God and what God can do, but just these three weirdos who passed by and said something, okay? So fair enough. But then look at the next thing that the Ramban says. Just look at this. It's also clear that Abraham had not revealed to her what had originally been told to him. Indeed, Sarah, thy wife shall bear thee a son. Now, he doesn't, want to, he doesn't want to accuse Abraham, so maybe he was waiting until God would send her the announcement on the following day because he knows that God eventually reveals to his prophet, Sarah's a prophet too, he'll eventually tell Sarah. But the, but the, really, the really startling interpretation there is that the Ramban just looks at this scene, looks at God getting angry. Why is God getting angry here when God didn't get angry there? And he realizes Abraham never told Sarah. Abraham never told his wife. I see some people like, yes, like, and I, and I, maybe Alice is going to reveal that to us as well, but we're almost out of time here. So it's just racing to the end, but maybe that's why God is mad. And, and if that's the case, God's not mad at Sarah. God's mad at Abraham. How could I tell you this? And you didn't tell your wife. Are you kidding me? Sarah's astonished. Why is she laughing? She should have known long ago. This is a surprise to her. You guys need to work out your relationship. Are you kidding me? Right? Okay. So we're almost out of time, but, um, and so I, I, I wish I could take more thoughts, but I can't. But let me just um, offer one last, um, just offer one last reading here, which is like, if that is true, and this is, this is, I just thinking about this, I can't help myself, but this is like my, my interpretation here. Um, just one last thing. If that's true, that what God is, is upset with, Sarah laughed and God said to Abraham, remember God said to Abraham, not to Sarah. Why did Sarah laugh? Didn't you tell her? And then Sarah denies it for whatever reason. We've been talking, she she's like, no, I didn't laugh. Maybe she was, she didn't think God could hear or she laughed quietly and for she was frightened. And he said, we don't actually know who the he is here, but let's assume for a moment that it's God. God knew and God said, yes, you did laugh. The translation here is no, but you did laugh. Lo ki tzachakt. But, and this is a little much to, to throw out at the end of the class, but the word ki has four meanings. And one of them is, beca is because. And it is possible to read the last line as God saying, no, it's not because you laugh. No, I'm not angry because you laughed. I'm angry because Abraham never told you that you were going to have a child. That's big news. What's Abraham doing? 
you know, show up and be a be a better husband, right? Okay, so that's that is a, that's a really the Ramban here offers us a, a really powerful reread of this very confusing scene that, at least to me, is is quite convincing, especially because God turned to Abraham and said, "Why did Sarah laugh when Sarah's right there?" Right? Okay. So uh, we're out of time and we are, are not able to get to, we, we, did, we, we analyzed the passage that we, that, that, we, that, that, that we came to analyze, but we weren't able to get to the third passage, which I would refer to you, just uh, take a look at it later today. Um, when, it, when Isaac is actually born, um, they name him Isaac and Sarah explains the name and says, God has brought me laughter. Everyone who hears will laugh with me or at me, not clear. And we, we, sh we, uh, we, we, we should and could spend a lot of time thinking more about, so how does Sarah reflect on the laughter? What does Sarah think the, the, the name is all about? Sarah is the first one who gives us um, some explanation of what this could all mean. And surely we should have addressed that as well, but that we'll have to save for another class. Good work today. Thank you, everybody. I'm sorry I didn't get to everybody. Wishing you Shabbat Shalom, and uh, I'll see you next week. Okay, that's it a taste of our weekly Parsha class. Uh, I wanna thank everyone who came to the class, some of whose voices you may have heard today, uh, some you didn't because the podcast has been edited. So just wanna thank everybody. Um, and speaking of editing, I wanna thank also our uh, editor, Vera Blossom for her great work. If you'd like to join our class sometime and come and, and join our, our circle of, of Torah geeks, you can find us uh, again, Thursdays, 12 p.m., online at ikar.org, that's I-K-A-R.org. And, uh, and if you go to the calendar, uh, then you can find a Zoom link and just click in. And, um, and in the section uh, on the website uh, that, that uh, we keep our classes, you can, if you click on Parsha Study, you'll find all of our archive classes and source sheets and everything we discussed there. So if you're looking for a regular Parsha class, I'd love to see you. Um, and, uh, and in the meantime, I will talk to you next week.